0: Have you watched Fire Force yet? You haven't. What do you live under a rock or something? Seriously, what's your problem? Okay, well you've seen or heard something from it. The show packs pyrokinesis, mystery, intense battles, and caute girls. Oh yeah! Into a post-apocalyptic world, where are Tom and Danielle, and let's talk about Fire Force season one and two.
1: We heard the girl. It's fire force. We're gonna try and talk about both seasons. Which I think we can. get gonna test the limits, but more importantly, we're gonna have a little bit more structure this time. Okay. <laughs> we got a little excited for our first episode of the year. It's a little jumbly. I don't regret a thing, but I think a little structure could help. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't have. It's fine to have cereal for dinner once in a while, but you can't be having it every. You gotta, you gotta have a real dinner once in a while.
0: Now, the we... hell does
1: that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> there goes our structure. That's right.
0: So for our episodes going forward, we're gonna kind of go over the overview of the show, what our memorable moments and scenes were, maybe favorite characters, and some critiques. Cause we can't just love a show 100, unless you know it's Hunter
1: Hunter. Yeah, I could agree with that. Oh, Hunter Hunter. For another time, someday <laughs> we'll do an episode on it. But true. Yes, uh, Fire Force got some great things going for it i love the art style i love the characters and more importantly i love the intro songs oh slapping intros season one first half second half both of those songs incredible and then you're thinking all right season two it'll be all right oh excuse me it just got even excuse me it just almost got a little bit better yeah i'll take that and that's kind of how the show goes too i very much enjoyed season two Mm
0: -hmm. and and then they bring back the song from the first
1: season into the end of the second season you're like oh what that actually had an emotional response within me there was something about that sequence and then hearing the first song again that was one of my more hype moments uh of 2020 anime
0: and i love uh going back i love i think it's the outro art right where you see iris and she ha- or is that the intro where she has no, the, the water outro. bucket and she's pouring it kind of over her head. And it's just a completely different art aesthetic. And it is so
1: cool. I believe it's the first outro because then it goes to her running. Oh, I yes. It's the through, outro. The, through her like little nunnery church. So good. So in case you guys have not. And in fact, as my wife would actually tell you, you've been living under a rock. A quick synopsis of this show is because it doesn't really so much anime now is just not waiting episode one of so many shows is just like let's do this and 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 this one my fellow weebs no exception absolutely i i going back i think i liked it from episode one is the first season a little bit slower yes because there's a little bit more mystery going on and i think that's why and we'll get into that a little bit later of what we liked and what we didn't like i think why season two kind of raises the bar as you kind of know a little bit more about what's going on.
0: Oh, I can agree. And actually, I think the pacing of it being having all of the background in the first season, still a lot of mystery. And then you have a lot more action in season two. There's only 26 volumes out for hmm. the manga and uh, season one and two span volume one and 20, one to 20. Oh, no okay. So there's only six uh, volumes out that haven't been made into the anime yet. And the last volume released November 17th. So uh, only six have come out that, and they pack a lot in there, it seems. So yeah, that's interesting. it's actually
1: interesting that it almost caught up already. Now, both of these seasons, just a little quick info for you guys, 24 episodes a season. Season one was a 2019 anime, uh, fall, well, summer, but technically it went all till December. So you were kind of getting into your sweaters at that point. And then summer 2020, same thing, July into December. And even though it seems like it's a lot, once you get on a roll with this show, it's very easy to just kind of crush through.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. There was a point where we would watch a lot of it and then realize we hit the cap of what had come out at that time. Took a little break, came back, watched three episodes, took a little break and then crushed the
1: rest. Which I'll tell you, pretty easy to remember where you left off on this show. Some shows that we go back to and it's like, I it's like going back to Skyrim and you know like, three years after you've started your first save and you're like, well, I I get it. I can scream like at dragons, but what is going on?
0: Well, they do a great job in making each section of the anime, it seems, has a theme. So and we'll go into it, but especially since season two is obviously more in the forefront of my mind. In the beginning, they show you the next pillar. In the middle, they go on that adventure in the Oasis. And then the last part, you know, there's each section. So we kind of watched in sections. So it was easy
1: not to get confused and True. forget where you were at. And I'm realizing, even though we said we had more structure, we started ages ago going into this prom- premise of the show. So quickly for the folks that, again, have not even uh, seen it, the the rock people. <laughs> World of fire force was hit by a catastrophic event where this poor planet was just engulfed in flames. Now, after that, the surviving humans are just kind of living their own thing, but then at some point, people start kind of turning into what we call infernals, so they're just spontaneously combusting, turning into these infernals, burning houses down. And it's now kind of this culture thing of everyone has to live with the fear that they might just at any random point combust terrifying for one two. pretty brutal in the show. Mm-hmm. Now our main character here is actually, and we'll go into it as we're talking more and more into the plot is what we call a third generation. So our main character is actually someone who has not combusted, but is able to actually harness that power of the fire threw a part in their body and in this case as cool as it is and you see it in sequence one he kind of has astro boy jet boots because fire comes out of his feet so he's quick as the devil in which they call him the devil that's not why but i was just making a connection all right get over it
0: well they do call his footprints the devil's footprints they do i think he initially gets his grandmother calls him Mm -hmm. a devil and because of his smiley, his pointy kind of teeth, so he looks devilish. Yeah. Kind of.
2: So, so I think the
1: last thing, because if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much, but the main setup for this show is our poor boy Shinra is now joining the fire force after he, when he was a kid, his house burned down. Everyone blamed him because, of course, he can now, I mean, he's got these fire abilities or whatever, but also he's got this nervous... Um, tick it's so cute <laughs> where he just smiles when he's nervous and it does look like a, a devily grin but then once you understand what it is it is actually very charming and he's had this bad connotation since growing up and he has this stuff on his shoulders of everyone blames him for his mother's death because she died in this fire and supposedly also his younger brother died in this fire with the word supposedly <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that maybe that kid's living Anyways, <laughs> that's the premise. And
0: he wants to be a hero, basically. Oh, so. so that's his main reason of going against the grain and not getting beaten down by people calling him a devil as he wants to be a hero. Absolutely.
2: So. so if
1: this sounds up your alley, go check it out. If it already was up your alley, let's talk about it. Season one. Let's you know what? Let's get right into our favorite moments. Is that OK with you?
0: Yeah, I I didn't know if we were going to talk literally about what happens in the show, but we don't have to. If you've watched it, then then, you know, that's
1: just it. I think I think the folks that haven't seen it uh, are gone.
0: OK, Um. you want me to say my favorite moment?
1: Yeah, let's keep it to season one for now. Oh,
0: sure. That's fine. And
1: then we'll get into season two.
0: So I love when we find out more about company five and princess Hibana and Mm -hmm. she's just a complete dom. Yeah. And it was so weird. I was like, great. Here's going to be the big bad of fire force because they set it up where you find out district eight was set up in the fire force to keep in monitoring and checking all the other companies. So you think, okay, company five is going to be another bad one. We got to figure out what they're doing. And you find out that they're capturing these infernals and doing tests on them to figure out why they combust, what's going on with them, whatever. So you get the showdown between five and eight and Hibana is just cruel.
1: and Well, it starts off awful because they've taken one of our favorite girls at this point in the show, Iris, who's just nothing but a sweetie. And they've taken her because of past relationships or whatever. But there's already a lot to uh, lose and a lot to gain from this one segment. This is kind of that first uh, soiree into a bigger kind of deal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think
0: it was near, yeah, the beginning, middle of
1: how they kind of. Yeah, I think up. it's definitely good to say that at this point in the show, she is a baddie because all of these different uh, sections kind of have their own thing and are almost competing, which is so stupid. So I'm glad that that kind of gets resolved and they start working together. But I love the character design of this girl though. That's for sure.
0: Oh yeah. I love this show and they do it in, um, God of high school with that character. Mm -hmm. And then they have it now in, um, we're watching, uh, the poker Yeah. Kakagorui. Yep. And
1: I love when they... <laughs> I like <how> I just <laughs> said kaka. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Um, I
1: love when they have the shapes for their pupils. I think a unique anime eye is definitely what's taking over as the most memorable thing for character design. You can, of course, have crazy hairdos, but the eyes mm-hmm. like that... even Because honestly, and not to go to that show too long, but in the gambling show, which I'm about to butcher, kakagurui, all right, not too bad. <laughs> the main... Girl is pretty generic, but it hits when her eyes are red and glowing. That is another show. I saw that pop up on Netflix and I was always like, yeah, catch Catch you later. Miss me with that bullshit, as Kendrick would say. But now I'm all into that bullshit.
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about that next
1: episode. (laughs) So good. And in such a weird way. But I digress.
0: So... I love that all it takes for Hibana to go from the dark side of the fifth (laughs) to the light side of working with the eighth is Shinra just gives her a knee to the face and she is just mama milf to him. I
1: don't know if it was a knee. I think it was just the right fist of justice. Oh, was it? (laughs) That and it goes to a a freeze frame. This chick's neck, she turns into a (laughs) giraffe for a second. (laughs) She is going... But uh, as you said, right after that hit, she wants Shinra hard, and uh,
0: yeah, she likes it and she wants it. And it's just a li- it's a little weird because oh, she's definitely older. Don't know how old Shinra is. You know our stance on uh, underage people and romantic stuff with older
1: people. No kidding, people. right?
0: Uh, I'd allow
1: it. She's got the hard eyes. She's.
0: Well, they're flowers. They're little like clover. Oh, flowers! Sure. That's what it is. Because she's it's... got the petal move, which is sick. Oh, she makes yep. the petals catch on fire, like the cherry it's like blossoms. A
1: tornado. It's actually very reminiscent of George Desan's uh rose things.
0: Oh yes, from G Yeah,
1: I'll I'll take a throwback to G anytime I can. <laughs> now, would you say Habana? is no. well, no we're gonna have a section of favorite characters so we'll wait on that
0: right? yes and okay. I'm already gonna say no to whatever your question oh, was wow
1: don't you dare <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments season one if I had to pick it was I I truly and I know it's it's kind of basic because I'm sure a lot of people like it near the end with show mm-hmm. this is season one right
0: when they're time traveling and fighting yeah Yeah, that's like literally like one of the
1: last episodes. Okay, so that is when Shinra goes pure ultra instinct fighting (laughs) against this brother that we said may or may not be still alive. Well, he's alive and he's on the dark side. (laughs) The The, white clad. The white clad. The commander. And and he's a little badass himself. i tell you what, even though she turned into a demon infernal, I gotta say, their mama's gotta be proud. That is too phenomenal children she had Mm -hmm. but for another day i hope we find out eventually what that poor lady is she still alive as this demon infernal
0: well shinra doesn't know he thinks since she sees her in that area in that (laughs) rift that she's still alive i Um, hope so and actually i was listening to a recap of season one and i forgot about it but supposedly you're not so the evangelist of the show is the, the person that the white clad, the bad people look up to, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to look with your eyes at the evangelist. So, you know how Shinra sees his mom as the horned infernal and she's got her horns on her eyes. Yeah. So she had horns on her forehead. And when she looked at the evangelist, when she came into their house to see show, she dragged her horns over her eyes because she wasn't supposed to look at her. So that's why all the white clad people wear something over their eyes.
1: Is that so? Mm-hmm. Thank, I did
0: not realize that.
1: Thank you for that tidbit because I had no idea. And now I'm in love with that. That is so freaking sick. Yeah. Especially because you got car on who, yeah, you're like, dude, this guy is a badass. He can't see. And then everyone. the girl
0: with the crown, the really annoying one who's got the electric fire. Hania, she, yeah, wears... Um, that saggy kind of bandana well, she, with the... She's my kind of crazy. <laughs> she's I, a little too crazy. She's a little too
1: much, but <laughs> I, I do like her. She's kind of... This funny thing is the crazier they are, the stronger they
2: are in this show. I
0: can Except, you know what? Everyone but show, I realized. And then there's one with googly eyes who also... He's got the very pointy bangs. He's one of the other top guys. He also does not wear anything over his eyes. But
1: supposedly,
0: you're not supposed to look at the evangelist. Okay. so I found that out. Hey, can
1: I get back to my structure? (laughs) Sorry. I'm just kidding. You have more structure than I. So in this case, they're fighting at the end of season one. And my gosh, finally, Shinra unlocks like this. Gets his move down. Yeah. So he full on gets so heated in this battle that he is actually faster than time. Like he's splitting molecules. The dude is two places at once and two ass kickings at once. I feel bad for show in that instant, but I also don't feel bad for show because show is also very powerful. And it was good. You know, sometimes the older brother has to lay the law. I don't care if you're the baby of the family. Stop kicking around your older brother. (laughs) Show. Get gum.
0: And I got nervous at that scene because you had Victor on the sidelines and he's obviously the scientist. So he understands all the mathematical things about how fast Shinra and show are moving and how that's really dangerous. If they overheat in this lapse of time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's detrimental to them. So I was thinking the whole time that something is going to happen to Shinra and he's, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. And then thankfully, unfortunately, I was going to say another memorable moment of that time that you're talking about. This yep. end scene is when Shinra finally catches Show and he gives him a hug and Show is crying because he's remembering all of these memories of when he was a baby. Yeah. And Shinra being, you know, like the cute toddler older brother, and then they pan out, and you see show's sword through Shinra, oh, and the time it stopped. Yep. Which that:
1: That was good.: Yeah. I think and thinking back to season one, as, as you had mentioned, it's so hard, because we are so fresh on season two. But if you have, do you have another favorite?
0: I do. And I can't believe it wasn't what
1: you talked about first. Oh, well, then I'm glad that, that worked out. Go ahead and tell me.
0: Oh, well, what was yours? Do you have another one?
1: I know, but we're going back and forth. Don't you dare. Oh, okay. I don't care if it's my birthday week. Which, by the way, <laughs> it's my birthday week. I'll be the guy who did it. I'll say it.
0: You're bringing me a birthday, a birthday present on, on my, my birthday? birthday on my birthday gift with on my birthday.
1: <laughs> um, and Danielle did, in fact, give me a birthday gift. And she was very, very sweet. I got a very nice watch from her.
0: Mm-hmm. I only a-
1: work at a jeweler, so, you know, well,
0: got to use the perks once in a they while.
1: I don't need to know that it was uh, heavily discounted. It was still sweet, <laughs> nevertheless, but let's hear about that moment.
0: Oh, so it's in the middle. You have one of the characters from the first, and his name's Rekha. He also has crazy pupils. Mm-hmm. One of the top three Fire Force people. Okay, and, I just
1: remembered the moment, and that is yep. a... My chest is heavy.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. And you find out, so Tamaki ends up bringing these kids to Raka in, weirdly enough, an abandoned building. Don't
1: know why. As you do.
2: Wouldn't someone (laughs) that. She was
1: pretty, I mean, she was starstruck with Raka. He's a very popular guy. I get it. But at the same time. Open your eyes, Tamaki, which he opens
0: them for. Yeah, so so he ends up work. You find out he's working with the white clad and he ends up using one of the bugs that are spontaneously combusting people, Mm -hmm. puts it on a child. You end up finding out they're a pillar and you see them again in season two. Yeah. And he's beaten the crap out of Tamaki. And there's a point Oh, I'm like getting choked up. She's like crying and she is like on her deathbed. She is going to die. And oh, yeah. she's tearing up and she reaches out her hand and all you see is her hand. And she's like crying for a hero. And then Shinra, he was he was in the area, I think, doing well, she a different set
1: up a beacon with her ability. Oh,
0: that's right. She shoots out. And like, he
1: luckily was in the area.
0: Yeah. So he comes and then it's the coolest shot. Of Shinra coming down from the ceiling and he's all black and I think his eyes are glowing and, and just got a
1: smile on too. Yeah.
0: Gives Rekka the, the kick of
1: justice. Yeah. His heel goes so far into Rekka's cheekbone. I can't believe that they didn't draw him with an indented face afterwards.
0: <laughs> so then you get that amazing scene. But I just can't get over Tamaki. I think it's at the end when Shinra finally secures her. And she's safe. Her eyes like they just draw her so cute where she's crying and her eyes get all big and like watery. And it's just so sweet. No,
1: that was a absolute, not tearjerker, but that was a that was a definitely a heavy set episode for no reason. I mean, it's like at that point, you're almost kind of annoyed with her. because mm. She's kind of this eh, Tamaki's OK in the first season. I genuinely like her a lot more after season two. And yeah, I can't believe I didn't say that one. Yeah. Because the, the, the end one's very cool, but that's also kind of that Dragon Ball Z thing where you need to ascend to beat the boss. This was just one of those moments where Shinra wants to be a hero. She's calling for a hero. It happens. And a beautiful, beautiful time to mention the sound effects mm. in Fire Force. I'm glad
0: you are bringing
1: this up. I will take 100% Fire Force has... One of my favorite elements of sound design in any show I've ever watched, whether it is the siren that calls any time that an Adla link happens and you can see to the other side, whether it's... That like
0: horn, that like tinny horn sound. Oh my gosh,
1: that tin horn, which will play right. Meow. And also the sound of... Just whenever someone is hit so hard, it's like this.
0: That like wavy, um, I, I can't even describe it. I know it, but. why describe it. Here it
1: is. It's cool. But <clears throat> that with the animation, holy mother of mercy. I love it. What don't I love on this podcast? <laughs> but no, for, for, for real, the sound design in this is bonkers.
0: Yeah, it's. Between the soundtrack and the voice
1: acting and... It's crisp, it's crunchy, and it's punchy. (laughs) A lot of punchy. This is where I'm like so happy we are now not in a townhome because this is a show I I will go back and watch and I will have that subwoofer maxed out and I'm going to be feeling exactly what's going on in this show. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. Now, another moment for me for season one Uh, I must mention, and it's kind of a, I don't know, it's not like anything exceptional, but I do like in the episode where it's kind of their first outing, Arthur Shinra, and they're going to report, I mean, this this little girl's father has combusted, and she's out in the street just sitting there, and Shinra's got some axe, Arthur's got his, you know, Mm -hmm. sword hilt, This is kind of their first lesson in like you know growing up. Where they're like, "Dude, put the weapons away until we're there for business." And it was just kind of had this feeling of the. It was the first time that the show kind of got serious in a weird way of like actual lessons for life. And when they go in there and the guy is just sitting at the table acting normal as an infernal, there was something about it. I don't know what it was, Hmm. but uh, that was that was the one infernal that I was like, I actually feel very bad for that one.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: they did the right thing because. I mean, the poor, poor guy is just sitting there burning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and hopefully we, because their whole mission, the eighth, is to find out why people are combusting. So hopefully in later seasons, we start to learn more about that, like how it's happening. And, well,
1: I'll tell you what's definitely not helping. These dang roly polies of evil. Oh yeah. The little where did these bugs
0: come from? Find the nest and squash it yeah
1: you got any more from season one
0: um just a couple little ones i love when um we get the random visits of
1: joker oh joker either season i love him please that voice actor if he said in an interview yeah you know and to get this voice i'm glad you guys like it to get this voice i have to smoke two packs a day (laughs) i might no, if, I won't, but you know what I mean.
0: Uh, listen, you play Joker or uh, he's also voiced from My Hero Academia, Chisaki, mm-hmm. the the beak evil guy. Yeah, who
1: gets walloped.
0: <laughs> or um, he's one of the instructors from Tower of God, oh,
1: <gasps> That's right. I forgot about that.
0: It just play his voice acting. I don't even have to know what he's saying. And it's just. Why don't we give them a
2: taste? What
1: do you think? (laughs) Just as impressed as us? I hope you like it, but.
0: That gravelly, but there's a scene when Sho um, is trying to stop Shinra and Vulcan and Iris leaving when they're trying to recruit Vulcan to come to the 8th. Yep show is coming in the white clad to stop them obviously and then joker ends up showing up out of nowhere and kind of battling a little bit with show so they could get away and keeping up with him for the yep. most part i just love that little entrance of him it's great
1: i'll tell you what and it should have been, it's had happened sooner i'm, I'm jumping the gun here <laughs> one of, <laughs> it was the first introduction into my girl from the show
0: uh, are you calling me a gorilla cyclops that poor
1: that <laughs> Part on the rooftop. (laughs) One, you meet her a little bit better. This muscle bound character who has no right to be as cool as she is. She's just a romantic. She wants love, but she is built. And she's on that rooftop. And her little her two little fireballs that she makes. Whenever I see those, I
0: go (sighs) pew pew pew. pew.
1: She is second generation? Yeah. Yeah, because she can manipulate them, but she can't create Mm -hmm. them. Yep. And I feel like she creates them. No, she
0: got them from like a lighter or something. She got them from. That's
1: fine. And they can combine and make the huge thing. But (laughs) She's set to train with Shinra and Arthur because they're having a big boy fight about who's the hero, who's who's the knight, yada, yada. And while training, first off, she gets a really good hit on Shinra right away. That's very satisfying. But no one calls her. (laughs) A gorilla cyclops. But she sure as hell is gonna bring down a reckoning as if you did call her gorilla cyclops. Is that offensive? I don't know because I don't know what it means, but she don't like it. And I love that section.
0: Yeah. And you know, I complain all the time that there's not enough good female representation in anime. Mm -hmm. Um, talked a little bit about it when we talked about or when we have talked about SAO. In this last Altization arc season, uh, Alice was a great character. She was really strong. She was a sword fighter, you know, and now you have Maki, who I think might be like on my best girl, like top best girl list. I know she's already
1: on yours. She gorilla cyclopsed right in before I even (laughs) knew what was happening.
0: Yeah. And she's not, she's jacked, but she's not too jacked. Yeah. I think. Um, And you get a little bit in that first episode of season one, you get the fan services of all of them in the shower room. Remember, Uh, (laughs) I was like, that's this kind of show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, it kind of tones down, but also kind of doesn't. We'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my, that's all I can really remember from season one.
0: Yeah. And I love how, I'm I'm not going to, we're going to get into it right now, but I love how season one and season two both kind of end in the nether, which is, you know, a great comparison to both. So, yeah, we can just get into season
1: two. All right, season two, give me a favorite uh, moment.
0: So, I like when some of the party members travel to the oasis and the continent and they, Shinra has visions of the woman in black who's trapped inside the tabernacle, who's generating it that gives life, life to the oasis. And, and mind you, makes all the animals freaking talk. <laughs> yeah, like that cute little, like, uh, groundhog. Mole yeah, yeah, mole and the, and the crow. But um, yeah, I love her giving Shinra advice and when they have to battle Tempe who is a white clad, um, trying to take over the tabernacle. Um, Shinra asks the woman in black for some of her power, cause she's an Adola link. And, um, just, just says, you know, she says, I can't give you that much. He's like, I only need one second. And then yeah, you got our boy Montgomery, who's just, who has another memorable moment.
1: Yeah, Montgomery is that low key background character, even though he should be front and center. This guy is sick because he's kind of he's in training with Shinra at one point. And he's also part of that. It was like the festival where you first see Joker and Shinra from season one, basically. And in this moment in season two. Yeah, the rookie
0: competition. is oh my, what It was.
1: That's what season one was. And
0: I think he is. He in District one, I think.
1: No. I don't No. Yeah. That might be right with the patch guy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So ah. then he is. But yeah, he is dope. That was the coolest bit of episode. I wish he was in more than just that little arc of the show.
1: Yeah. as man, when he... So his fire ability puts these markings on his skin and...
0: And his eyes go yellow.
1: He just... Oh, yeah, he looks so freaking cool.
0: He is like OP. He is...
2: he I'd is love to so see him spar with Shimra.
0: Yeah, but you know, because everyone loves Shinra, and because the story revolves around Shinra, he's always going to come out on top.
1: True. And I'm and just he'll saying just that go because molecular on you. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> is... But I mean, yeah, that is so. I hope we see more of him in in later seasons because he is way too cool to be so
1: underrated. Well, I mean, at that point in the story, though, he was quite pivotal because he bought the time for them. Oh, for to... him to charge up, basically. Yeah. And going back to the Lady in Black, sick character design. She's so creepy. She's kind of got a devilish smile, kind of like Shinra, but she's got like her, one of her eyes is white, one of them's black. It's, she's just cool.
0: I like the way she talks too. It was really uh, like wispy
1: and drawn out. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. She actually might be one of my favorite characters design wise in the show. Mm Mm-hmm. I could agree. They're all freaking cool. We talked about that. If I had to pick a quick first moment season two. I think I'd go with, uh, it's kind of when there's a siege on that one city and there's that demon infernal episode five, I believe where they have to come up with that plan to kind of start up a fire tornado around this demon and act and that acts almost like, the barrel of a gun for that one ability to shoot up and go through it. Cause you need an excessive amount of power to do that. Thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I like that too. Cause it's kind of wholesome in the way where a lot of other fire force companies come to the aid of <laughs> company eight. Cause usually they don't cross their district lines um, and this was a situation where they had outside help, which was kind of nice because that usually doesn't happen in the show.
1: And it kind of set the tone because throughout this series, this season, it just starts. Yeah. They are pretty much working together by the end of it. And that's good to see. But more importantly in the sequence and not everything, of course, depends on Maki. I'll admit she's a good portion of what I like about the show. But that was kind of a shining moment for her and you realize she You've known she's strong, but like that moment, her really helping to control that inferno. You're like, okay, she's something a little bit extra special.
0: Hmm. Yeah, she's great. She has a a great ending scene too in the Nether. Um, Ooh, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
1: You pick, give me another moment though.
0: Uh, so I always love. We didn't even talk about when. Ah. Uh, they when they see Benny in season 1 in district 7 but we get a great Benny and Joker sequence mm. in season 2 oh, yes uh give me a second because i have it here they um they stage a frontal attack on the imperial sea which is part of the like soul temple mm-hmm. um cuz they're trying to find out information cuz there's too many things that are lining up with the religion of soul and Amaratsu, right? And the big Jenner, yeah. And, uh, genre, yeah. and uh, the white clad. So um, Joker ends up going to Benny and Benny kind of already breaks the rules and doesn't really go with the status quo. So that was a great um, pairing up of them too. Benny, not sure if he can trust Joker and Joker kind of like poking fun at Benny. and
1: Oh, and we thought that. I had a (laughs) little bit of a heart palpitation moment when you think one of them, uh, yeah, got the poison dart.
0: Um, yeah. And then you get to see some of Joker's backstory too, which was kind of cool. You see how he was really abused and was trained up to be one of those extreme fighters and then ends up leaving.
1: Yeah. Season two was king of like the backstory, like sneaking it in. You got some with, Potato Boy,
0: mm-hmm. Joker,
1: you get a little bit with you
0: get our poor boy
1: Arthur. Art, you get Arthur's backstory. You get a, that episode with Tamaki where like you totally end up just getting her at one point. Season two just took everything to a next level. It's kind of like Mob Psycho season two,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where yeah, I would watch season two of this over season one any day of the week. Could that be wrong? Maybe. Could <laughs> to be right, probably.
0: Yeah, it really helps you connect with the characters where you haven't been able to emotionally connect with them because there was nothing. The show is so fantastical. There's nothing really human about it that you can connect with until they show you these backstories like Arthur being abandoned by his mentally unstable parents who just leave him
1: alone. (laughs) And then that kind of clicks as to why he's trying to, why he's so in his own head, making up his own stories because Arthur gets so OP. When he believes he's riding a horse with a sword and, oh, just charming,
0: yeah, and then I love um Maki's backstory, and you see what kind of man her father is being mm-hmm. you know a general and a really big figure, and really intimidating, and he just sees her as this little princess and just wants her to be safe and she is just this powerhouse of a woman and then the more so like the mom, Mm -hmm. which I wrote in my notes that Maki's mom is my uh, spirit animal. Because there's (laughs) a, there's a cute episode where Maki and her brother, dad, mom are all having dinner and they're all talking about something or arguing. And the mom is trying to like rein them all in and she ends up snapping and they all like, To attention or whatever, I said, I love the king of that (laughs)
1: castle, no doubt, (laughs) queen of that castle, yada yada. But yeah, yeah, so that was a good moment. The fight with Karan at the beginning of the season was really intense and fun. And then you get the other one later on when they're
0: trying to get that kid because he's a pillar, yeah. And then you see Karan, um, protecting Shinra and and the kid because he ends up going a little berserk, um. He has a a sad backstory, but, um, Nataku, nataku.
1: which is the kid who actually got Mm. that Rekka turned into, well, put the bug on from Mm -hmm. season one. So he ends up showing up. He's a little annoying, but I mean, the poor kid regardless. And then he's got to fight that one creepy dude with (laughs) his, uh, like the black ash, uh, moves, which that is a little slightly overpowered.
0: Yeah. Corona.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah. Let's see. What, else, what else, You got another. Let's just do one more. Uh, if you got one more moment, let's just talk about that.
0: Uh yep. It's probably one of my favorite moments. Again, it's got Tamaki in it mm. when they are in the nether and she's with Juggernaut. And um, I don't know what the white clad character is, but she has kind of like a hydra sword whip kind of oh, thing. Oh
2: yeah.
0: And Tamaki is Getting her butt kicked, and then Juggernaut comes and saves her. She's crying out again, and ends up crying out for Hero because or Shinra because he saved
1: her the first time, and she's getting those
0: flashbacks.
1: Well, and also after she got saved the first time, he says, "Anytime you need Mm -hmm. me, you just call."
0: Yep. And so she calls for him. You think because there's this flash, you think that it's Shinra Mm because he's obviously in the Nether too. And it ends up being juggernaut. And then you get that awesome fight between oh. him and the white clad person and his ultimate move. Um oh, crap. I wrote it down. I thought it was right here, but it's yeah, it was um, intense. What was that one? Hold on.
1: Oh, crap. And then, well, and as you're looking for that, I'll tell you what that was like he had hit a wall as a character, and you're like, okay. I'm kind of overseeing this guy. <laughs> this was it. This was his man moment. He breaks through the wall. And that is essentially why that does hit as hard as it does. Because, yeah, when he she calls for Shinra and then something saves her, you're like, oh, OK, the hero's here. I go, wait, wait, wait a second. What is this guy doing here?
0: Yeah, you get to see Juggernaut, who's the whole series has been afraid of fire.
1: And the whole series has been quite a conundrum because he should have died several times.
0: Yeah, we never find out. And they never
1: explain it. Like he got blasted through the chest, but then it just fills in again. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, you missed me because the suit's so huge, but you missed my body. It's like, no, dude, that was like right under your neck.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But that move he does is uh, execution administered. It was that like atomic bomb kind of thing. That was
1: a goosebump. Yeah, that was (laughs) sick. And I love the name of that move, too. That's so great.
0: But that... That was definitely one of my top favorites. Again, the ending of season one and two ending in the nether has just multiple uh, crazy, like at least three to four different major fights in it. Mm. And it's all really cool.
1: And actually, even though I know I, I, I'm a liar, I know I said that that would be the last moment. We do got to touch slightly, slightly on what this the little nugget that season two gave us right at the end where we see Arthur and Shinra mm. ascending and like Benny shows them how to use, they have a name for it, but kind of yeah, like I
0: can't remember. a
1: fight or flight final flame that like, even if they think they're down and out, like this is the flame to tap into and like get overpowered. So man, I, this studio has its work cut out for it. Cause I know for a fact, the fight scenes in season three are going to be just sick, nasty. If you don't mind me saying that.
0: Well, and hello, you didn't even talk about. At the same time, when they're getting their training with Benny, you have Tamaki getting her playing tag with the twins. <laughs> oh, yes, and, and that twins. was so cute. I mean, the twins—any see any, any um, snippet of the show with them in it is—I
1: it's highlightable. Love that's, it. That's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. They are so precious. But I think I think it's safe to go into some. Even though we've described a lot of them via the talking of these scenes. Let's talk favorite characters. We already, listen, you guys already know mine. It's Maki. It's always going to be Miss Oze. She's the best. Would you say Joker's your favorite?
0: Um, I don't think we've gotten a, well, I, yeah, I would say him or Benny Maru is probably my favorite. Um, I like the ones that are really overpowered, um, and that gravelly voice just gets me.
1: You want so. to talk about overpowered, Gustav Honda, the bald, uh, leader. Oh
0: my
2: gosh.
1: Yeah. Who, Who? rams people with his head? Dude, they're in the nether <laughs> and you think something's going to happen. It's just, he's not really in the show. It's just like two times, mm-hmm. but you think something's going to happen to one of the main characters and suddenly this bald-headed forehead of justice. (laughs) Maybe I just look up to him because I had to shoot the same, but that moment was great. I don't think it's enough to get him on my list of favorite characters, but
0: he's he's pretty notable.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Benny is so OP. He's great. Honestly, there's not many characters I don't like in the show. I think that's the hardest part with this because at first I didn't like Tamaki. I don't like, and we talked about this, I think uh, in an episode prior, I don't know Mm -hmm. what it was, but the fan service in this show, yeah, it's fine. I I get it. It's a a punchline. Tamaki has this bad luck where she's constantly getting into some very odd situations with her clothes coming off and things like that. First couple of times, ha ha ha. It started kind of wearing down. I'm like, all right, this joke is getting so old. In
0: season one, we were over it.
1: Yeah. That's how much they did it. Exactly. But season two, they reined it in. It's, it was used in quite the funny way as in a flashback to the lunchroom with Shinra (laughs) when he screams, how does this happen? And she's
0: just like planking her chest is in his face. And it's like, how is this happening? That
1: one was so out of the blue that that one got me, I will admit. But other than that, a little overdone. That's something I would change about the show in general. Yeah. Take it easy on the Tamaki stuff.
0: I mean, there's the Tamaki fan service, but then there's because we love fan service, both of us. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I can appreciate it. I wish there was more like girl fan service, like for the ladies. Like, Benny I think Maru's anytime clothes, Benny like... gets into a
1: fight, that's the fan service. <laughs> True. Or when <laughs> he takes his cloak. Off.
0: Yeah, when he does the one arm in, one arm out. Um, now there's Tamaki fan service, which is overdone and so so. But then you get the fan service, like the white clad arrow who gets her clothes blown off with the fight with um, Maki oh, and yep. the white-clad woman. And she is barren at all. She's Now that, that was good. And <laughs> timely because uh, a gust of fire comes by and it rips her clothes off. That's justified fan service.
1: And fire force, that's how you do it. Yeah, that was a moment... <laughs> Me and Danielle, I mean, we'll, <laughs> it's kind of a little joke. We'll lock eyes during fan service and go, Danielle. <laughs> or we do, shh. <laughs> yeah, just shh. shh. That's the, my favorite part time. But yeah, yeah. That, that was good fan service there. Um,
0: I don't need Tamaki falling over and her clothes magically poof,
1: poofing off. It was kind of <laughs> cute in a couple of instances says this. They definitely, second season handled it a little bit better. I
0: think. I think what gets me about her losing her clothes, I think it's, and I think they did it more in season one. I don't think they did it in season two, but when Tamaki's clothes just magically fall off or she bends over and her butt is showing with her underwear, that's different. But in season one, they did it quite often where Shinra's hand would be underneath her bra top yeah. on her boob. I'm like, that's a little too much.
1: It's like She can have bad luck, but how is your hand randomly? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. That was a little. Like meh. we're getting
0: into like some weird vibes and I don't really like the feeling you're giving me right now. Yeah. That
1: ain't my vibe. Yeah. but I'll tell you what is my vibe. Maki. Well, that, but I was going to say <laughs> the character, we already kind of drooled over that one sequence. But my like, I th- if I had to pick a low key favorite, one that doesn't get enough spotlight, as we already said, Montgomery, please Ugh. season three, please let him come back for the now, love of all. That actually, I'm sorry. I
0: need to rewind and reiterate fan service. The ladies had it with his fight because he was shirtless and you got to see like his muscles, he was jacked and yeah. all of those, um, like the vein, like tattooing of the fire on his body yep. was
1: dope. Oh, I I mean, I think I paused it at one point. I just looked at Daniel and said, sorry, <laughs> never going to work out that much. This guy is a Greek God, <laughs> yeah. but he's awesome. And hey, I don't want to keep repeating it. I think it's better to actually be able to point out who you don't like. This is a show that you can't go wrong liking. Any there's a character for everyone in this, mm-hmm. and that's what's great about it. Yeah. Uh, even though it was kind of our next thing to talk about, the things we changed Tamaki and that whole thing. That is my biggest change. Other than that, the pacing of this show rock solid. There's not a dry moment, and I don't think there's a filler episode really.
0: Um, the first I remember the first episode of season two. Um, they go shopping for the Lieutenant. Remember that was kind of dumb. And that then the a, calendar thing was a little awkward. I didn't yeah, really like
1: that. True. Okay. You know what? That's a great check right there. I agree.
0: <laughs> Other than that, but I think though, it was a
1: nice break to at least see them have a good day. Did it have to be that much episode? No. So you're right. That yeah. was probably a little filler. And it was
0: weird being the first episode of season two. It but, was a little but weird. There
1: You are. There was fan service for, uh, the women there too,
0: but I didn't like it.
1: Oh, I didn't well, like I it. Mean, it was awkward. Doesn't mean that it still wasn't fan service. That's I like mean, saying that's popcorn isn't food if you don't like it. But give me good fan
0: service, you know. Don't give me like a weird calendar They thing. did. Montgomery. Listen here. Yeah, true. <laughs>
1: six, you don't know what you got till it. it's gone. So when a show fully <laughs> doesn't have anything, you'll know. Oh,
0: we'll talk about fan service in kakakarui.
1: <gasps> I don't even know if that's really fan service. That's just, my goodness, these people like <laughs> gambling. <laughs> Blessed. it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Fire Force. It's
0: it, it's good. It's um, I, I've heard like Gigguk and other people not like the show. Don't know why.
1: But... I, get I mean, is it? Tri- but that's just it. At this point in the world, there are things that will come around and just change the game. But there's so much anime getting pumped out right now. You need to just enjoy and embrace a show when it's happening. Is there some faults in the show? Absolutely. But I gotta tell you, as far as a 24 episode show, this one's pretty rock solid. Progressions there. Stories there. It's pretty unique, I'd say. And uh, that's that and a bag of chips as far as I'm concerned. You guys have any thoughts on that? Find our Instagram post about this episode and please let us know your thoughts. Just one comment. What's it going to take you? 30
0: seconds? (laughs) Come on. We know you're on social media all the
1: time already. Exactly. You're just staring at pictures of Maki. (laughs) But Pew, pew. Pew, pew. That's all I got for Fire Force.
0: That was a lot. But I liked it. It was a lot. But
1: I mean, it was two seasons for heaven's sake.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of memorable moments. Um, And it's good when a
1: show is as fresh as it is.
0: Yeah, 2019, 2020, we're not actually watching a show from 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that
1: nice? That's something else. (sighs) Actually, one last thing to mention, and I'm sorry, it's just breaking into my head.
0: Sidebar.
1: Sidebar. The plague doctor looking guy.
0: Yes, Dr. Giovanni.
1: Dr. Giovanni, which of course, you know, he's going to be a bad guy with the name Giovanni second off <laughs> when he is that creature in that one oh terrifying room that was a pretty crazy scene in season two that's my last addition to it and I ain't talking anymore fire force unless I'm responding to your comment on our Instagram <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us yet again
0: yeah hopefully you enjoyed this episode we're gonna like we said talk about Kakarui next week and uh, got some other episodes, hopefully. Coming on down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you haven't watched Kakaguru yet, it's on Netflix, English and
1: subtitled. Two seasons, 12 episodes apiece. They go quick. I'll admit, too, you, you can watch trailer and be like, yeah, that's that's odd. There's something about it.
0: Yeah, I never thought we were going to watch this show. And we put it on on a whim mm-hmm. one night for dinner. And I was like, I'm kind of into it. and. Yeah. It's definitely strange.
1: There's definitely some moments, and they've got this awesome dynamic of characters will look cute, and then characters will look absolutely preposterously disgusting in a second frame. Oh yeah, they draw some ugliest crying, some of the most weird stares when they do. It's kind of reminiscent of the old SpongeBob days when they do that hyper, overly detailed (laughs) close-up of like him when he was dry in, in the bubble or whatever. They do these crazy close ups, crazy eyes.
0: And the voice acting, the levels they have to go to, they'll talk normal and then um, gradually or sometimes drastically change their voice yeah. mid sentence. It is fantastic. So good. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just here for a good time watching anime. So I'm not going to be the biggest cr- critic of shows unless you're not moving your story along or you have your girls losing their clothes way too quickly.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: I think if you don't like something, don't watch it. Yeah. If you like something, make a podcast episode. (laughs) That's it. All right, guys. We are uh, massive fans of you. Hope you are at least somewhat decent fans of us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're
2: trying out. here. No
1: kidding. Close it out, Danielle.
2: All right. Bye guys.